Welcome to Knights of the Braille. Knights of the Braille are groups of blind and visually impaired Dungeons and Dragons players. If you would like to get more information, please visit knightsofthebraille.com. Okay, guys, let's get going. Ed, we're going to give you a wee recap from last week. Okay. Does anyone want to fill Drazel in on what he missed while he was napping in the cart? Man, craziness at its highest level. And we're not even at the peak of the Feywild. Uh, from what I got, the people here have completely lost their minds and their will. Uh, they are completely out of it. See, this place is more than meets the eye. We have some crazy fairies and uh, dyers chasing us and trying to get us to dance with us eternally in my book. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on it so far. Liam and Craigor, is there anything you you guys feel Drazel would need to know? Um, there's the uh, the old man. Oh yes, our uh, the man who's losing his mind that doesn't know how long he's been here. That kind of is the party mascot now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was some old man wandering around here, um, and uh, he appears to be a uh, 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 what are they called? A intographer, uh, cartographer, cartographer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's a cartographer making maps, but he couldn't remember who he was, where he came from, how long he'd been there. And, um, I read his thoughts and, uh, learned his name and we've kind of estimated how long he might've been there. And, and that, um, if we don't leave this place within a couple of weeks, like literally like in the next two weeks. Um, wait, no, I'm sorry. Not two weeks. Uh, what were you saying? Three days? Yeah, I think he said three days. Yeah, three days. So that's what that, we um, that we might all start losing our memories. So that's that all you got? give us some more urgency to get out of here. That's all you got from him? It's just his name? He how, how did he get there? Didn't he have, have someone open the? Yeah, he we doesn't learned remember. That the wizard helped him. Well, there was some wizard. He oh, that's right. That's right. That's that right. some wizard helped him into this place. Oh, but we don't know who the wizard was or why, other than the fact that he was trying to map out the place. So we have his maps. righty. And I think Liam's been looking at his maps, right? Like studying them, I think. Yeah. Drazel, you have gained one point of exhaustion. The party tried to set up camp for the night. And it's constant daylight where they are right now. So a lot of people had trouble sleeping, including Drazel. So you gained a point. I was the only one that benefited. <laughs> Okay. But how how's Drazel feeling in in the Feywild? How how does he feel about traveling to this place and hearing about 
what's happening with the party and moving forward? It's uh, it's real interesting. Everything going on, especially with the losing your memories and all that. Okay. Crazy. So, Drazel, you are stirred after a terrible night's sleep. You didn't get any rest, much like um, Canilla and Leon. Um, Zedan slept fine because he just meditates for a few hours. Um, and Kregor was okay. Yeah, so Canilla, Drazel, and Leon. All gains Everybody's on. really tired except Craigor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> Craig is all skipping around, whistling. If he had the D&D version of no Dose, he would definitely hand them out to you all. I know, right? As you all get up in the morning and begin your day, the camp slowly comes to life. A lot of people seem like they also had a terrible night's sleep and they're sort of groggily shambling around, getting things going. Chef is heating up some food in his giant pot over the fire and trying to get some soup going in the morning for everyone. There's water around. People are slowly taking the camp down as well in preparation to get going again. As you get going in the morning and you're all sitting down around the campfire or where the campfire was eating some soup having a bit of bread getting ready for the day luckily drazel bought some horse meat as extra rations for everyone so you guys are still going as you're doing this canilla comes over and informs you all that it appears that the two lathari that were traveling with you uh, are gone oh <clears throat> that, that's not what we needed to hear this morning. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm like, where did they go? What time of the... I guess, I don't know, what did we say? The night, is it? At this point, because it's constant daylight, you know you've been here for roughly 12 hours, but it's very difficult to tell what time of day it would be. Mm. If, if you imagine that the sun is constantly in the 12 o'clock position, you can feel the heat from it on you at all times as you're going about your business. So it's like being at, in the middle of the day, 24 hours. Okay. Wow. Can we uh, estimate how long we've been uh, or those who, who did get some sleep? Um, how long they slept? I guess Craiger's the only one who slept, right? Yeah, Craiger, Craiger got a good eight hours. Zedan got his four hours of meditation. Yeah, I got my four hours. Yeah, so we're good to go. <laughs> Craiger, um, what happened to the Lotharians? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they would have just abandoned us and left willingly. So it makes me think: were they taken by something? Did something pull them away? I mean, I don't really like being unlathari leading in this area because we obviously don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, 
Wouldn't Zedon have seen him? Because they don't, he don't really sleep. Um, well, everybody was awake, so it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, like they just up and disappeared. They were routinely scouting the area around the camp, uh, morphing into oh, wolves okay. and and traveling around. So it might be difficult to tell when they would have left. And Canilla's not sure because she was trying to sleep for eight hours and was very restless and uh, and had a rough night, just like. Uh, Drazel and Leon. Canela, when was the last time you you saw them? Canela spent four hours the evening before um, doing some sort of mental training with them to try and figure out a better way to control her werewolf form when she turns uncontrollably. So... She would have seen them right before she went to sleep. Can you track them at all? Okay. We're going to make a survival check for Canilla. So someone roll me a d20, and I will give you Canilla's <clears throat> survival stat. I'll roll. It. Oh, you're going to oh, do okay. it? No, you can do it. That's fine. Okay. You're going to get a plus five, and this is going to be very hard, so you need a 25. Can I, uh, use a luck point? Yeah, absolutely. Roll D20. Five. Oh, wow. D20. One. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. We'll All just right. say the lack of sleep hurt really hurt Canelo. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll play it on no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Alexa or I think it's Alexa doesn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's let's get that bad roll out the way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you get a good roll. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not that bad one though. <laughs> Canilla spends twenty minutes looking around for tracks to follow, but unfortunately is unable to gain any sort of hold on a on a route to follow them. She can find paw prints around the camp turning into human footprints, but they're so all over the place and Canilla's so exhausted that uh, it's very difficult to tell. Um, are there any trees nearby? Any trees? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bunch of trees all around you guys. Can I climb one? Yeah, sure. Roll me... Um, well, actually, you're not in a rush, so you don't need to make a skill check. You can, you can climb up to fifteen feet up into a tree. Okay. So, um, yeah, I want to see if I can spot anything or anybody. Okay, I think you're away from your mic there. I can't quite hear you very well. Oh, sorry. Excellent. There we go. Um, yeah, I wanted to climb the tree and see if I could spot anyone or anything. Absolutely. Roll me a perception check. Because you're exhausted, you because you're exhausted, you usually have disadvantage, but we're gonna give you advantage while you're in the tree, so just make a single roll. It's just a normal flat okay. perception check. Roll D twenty. Alright. Twenty. Lovely. So And I think I have a telescope too. Yeah, so that 
can give you advantage again, so you can roll again if you like, but I mean, you're not going to get better than 20, right? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay, um, and what's your perception modifier, do you know? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll move you down just a little bit, girl. You just, there you go. Wait, you said perception, right? Yeah. Three. three. Okay, 23. We were looking for... That was a normal skill check of 15. You got 23. So you're able to see far around that you're uncontested in terms of anyone coming close to your camp or traveling nearby you you're unable to see if the lothari are anywhere but because you have such a good vantage point on this tree you are able to see ahead on the road and ahead on the road you can see what looks like a shimmering golden blanket that drapes across the path ahead it seems to dance around and and glimmers across the road it's quite a strange sight Oh, so this is the direction going into the dark? Yeah, so this is north of you guys in the okay. twilight. Alright. Um, okay, so I climb back down the tree. No sign of the Lotharians anywhere. Oh, I do. I, I did notice a strange object in the distance uh, towards the twilight on the main road. What object is this? Kind of look like a blanket waving, like a like a magic carpet. I don't know if it's a magic carpet. It's just something fluttering. My old pappy used to tell me about those, but I've never seen one before. <laughs> you think we should go check it out? Um. Well, I think first we should see if we can find the Lotharians. Gut, can we do a perimeter check? Send out some men? That's what I was saying. Can we send out some, some mercs to do it? Uh, yeah, they're not uh, proficient with survival, but you can make a check for them. So you can um, roll a survival check. Roll d20. That's I guess. Survival. Okay, so 16 total. As the men begin searching around the perimeter, they're not able to find any more than Canilla was, as she's very skilled with survival. And unfortunately, because everyone is looking around searching, they're sort of traipsing over the tracks that are already there and making it near impossible now to find any sign of where the, the Lothari may have gone. Oh, crap. Uh, I don't know, man. We might have to just move on. Ugh, I hate just abandoning them. Well, they know what direction oh. we're heading. Um, yeah, can we make a sign that says go where we're heading this way or make tracks? I feel like they either left on purpose for a reason or they were taken, so I don't think... 
necessarily that a sign would do Either way, it's concerning. Yeah. Yeah. We might lead people to us. You're right. Uh, We can do a slow pace towards the north, just in case. Leave a couple of stragglers to follow us behind. A couple of men, just in case we get spotted. Um... I just want to ask Canela one more time. Did did the Lothari tell you anything before you went to sleep? Anything unusual? Canela shares with you that they didn't tell her anything before she went to sleep, and she seems very alarmed that they're gone as well, as if she has absolutely no idea where they've gone or who's taken them or any idea of what has happened. Do we want to make a sign saying heading north, or is that too risky? Um, I say yes. If they did, if they did wander off and come, manage to make their way back here, we can at least okay. let them know which way we're headed. Okay, I could take some parchment out and some pen and make a sign that them know we're heading north. And then I'll draw like a little mini map of what I can see in the trail. <clears throat> okay, Zedan, make me a wisdom check, please. All right. Let's see here. Oh, my wisdom is only plus one, so let's see here. 18 plus one is 19, so... Nineteen. Okay, we were looking for a normal skill check of fifteen, so you succeed. You manage to make a fantastic map of where you've been, a rough guide of where you may be headed. You get some assistance from Gerardus, who's able to give you pointers on cartography as you make a brilliant map and a small sign that says, "This is where we're going." Alright. Where would you like to place it? Uh, right here on the path where we're standing, um, and I'm gonna get like a little wooden stake and nail it to the to the wood, so that way it's stable. Absolutely, get the mercenaries to hammer a stake into the ground, and then you nail your sign to it. There you go. All right, guys, let's move forward from here. Did someone say they wanted to move at a slow pace? Because I don't know how great of an idea that would be if... No, we can go. Now we have the sign. We don't have to slow pace it. Okay. How far was that um, blanket thing? It looked like it was about a mile away. Okay. I, I relay that to everybody. Well, uh, I let the mercenaries know going forward a mile ahead. You want Liam to kind of lead the way so he can spot it out, or? Um, I'm trying to think of who is the best. Uh, well, let's see, who do we who do we have here? Who who would be considered the best trackers? Not me. 
Canela would be our tracky. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll have Canela go ahead. Okay, Canela currently has two points of exhaustion. So no. two points of exhaustion mean that the first point gives her disadvantage on checks, and the second point halves her speed. Oh. Uh, do we want to put her in the cart? Yeah, I'll get some um, rest. Who, who, um, who else of us would be considered good or decent trackers? Let's take a quick look. Who's got I know I'm not. I mean, uh, I while I'm we're decent. doing that real quick, what level are we? Because I don't think I updated my hit dice in a while. Seven. Oh, okay. I guess I'm right then. I think Zedon's not bad at survival. Mine's no, a plus yeah, one, I'm so not, whoever's better than that. My survival... Well, I put my points in charm, so... My survival is six. Oh, yeah. Liam's probably the best. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you're, yeah so you're probably the best to, to track and lead right now. It means he didn't only have plus one. Yeah, we only okay. got plus ones, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I took the way of the charm. More than a, a forest kind of guy. Leon would usually be at disadvantage with any perception checks, but luckily because of your uh, telescope, you can just roll them as normal, but your survival checks would be at disadvantage. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um... And, and nobody else has decent survival? Nope. You and Canela, but Canela of our companions. Yeah, Canela would if she wasn't exhausted. Yeah. Don't worry, we got your back. Then to send the squishy wizard ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, go be, I'll go right behind Liam. As a matter of fact, can he mount up with you with Lucy? Yeah, how, did, how does that work? Can you fit two people on a horse? Yeah, I don't see why not. All right, if you need I you behind some metal. Squishy it's wizard uh, wants to get behind the clanking metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. I, I thought Craigo would cradle Liam in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one arm. One arm holding Lucy. He has one like. <laughs> he, he he has his hand with his his hand is on the. Reigns of Lucy and his stump is just cradling Liam. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just point. Just point the way. Gregor is a cuddler. Cuddler. Yeah. <laughs> this is more gentle side. <laughs> okay, well, so then, we've got the squishy wizard being protected by Gregor on Lucy. Drazel and Zedan, how are you guys traveling along? Are you walking? Are you going to hop in the car? Or you, what would you like to do? Um, I, I feel like ahead. one of you should hop in the cart, maybe. Just to With protect Canilla. them. Um, yeah, I would say Canilla can go in there with Drazor. Unless Drazor don't mind walking, I'll go in there with Canilla. And uh, Blue can just kind of walk along the crate. I don't mind walking. Okay. 
So I'll be in the crate, kind of crouched a little bit on a cautious side with the bow ready, just in case. Uh, let's see, if it's a mile away, that shouldn't take very long. I would think, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, average traveling speed is three the... miles an hour. Okay, I'm just more alert because of the disappearing of two of our peoples. Zena, are you going to sing Canelo Lullaby? <laughs> you know what? I will do a song of rest <laughs> while we're in that crate. Let me break out the flute. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love it. Yeah. I call this Why You Should Go to Sleep. You got to start playing my flute. That sounds kind of mean. This is called Why You Should Go to Sleep. Uh, no, sing her Lullaby Baby. Okay. Uh, get that paper out. <laughs> Make me a performance check, Zayden. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. What is your performance? It's probably pretty high, right? It's it's like eight, I think I want to say. Because I put my points in that. Uh, no, it's plus seven. It's plus seven. I'm pretty it's, sure. Ooh, nat 20. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like I wasted it on a song, though. I was going to make it <laughs> 20, but you succeed and you manage to put on a fantastic performance and Canilla's grumbling quickly slows down <laughs> and everyone on the car is enjoying Zedan's performance. Describe to us your I performance. Okay, so like I, uh, I, I pull out the flute and then I kind of make a little hologram of a dancing fairy while I'm playing the flute to kind of entertain her to sleep. So, like, the the holographic fairy is uh, dancing to the flute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a light bluish fairy. Everyone enjoys your fantastic performance and is swaying along as you perform at the back of the cart. I don't want to get up and get a sip of my soda, but if I move, she might wake up angry. Where's Stool? Stool would be in the car. He's so short that he cannot walk and keep up with everyone. Mm. Yeah, he barely. I feel like Stool would be just annoyed by everything. Especially That's the cool. old man not remembering anything. Mmm. Nah, he's just cynical about everything. Little bastard. Well, it's not his fault. It's the Feywild. <laughs> I can only imagine how he used to be before he walked in here. I don't really see much difference, honestly. No, me either. <laughs> so are we still, like, feeling paranoid, or is that all bad? You're feeling bad this morning... Any emotions you drudge up in the Feywilds unfortunately linger with you as you're traveling uh, along uh, Jaduk and Canilla. And while the Lothari were with you, they would have explained to you tales of creatures in the Feywild who were once human or other creatures that came here, became overwhelmed by their emotions and turned into monsters. Things like boggles and um, other creatures in the Feywild that are commonly known amongst those here. Um, so a lot of the creatures here keep 
try to keep their emotions positive, which is why they're so playful, or they try to keep their emotions at bay. Mm. Okay. You begin traveling along and Leon and Craig are at the front. Drazel walking along, not far behind. Zed and Canilla in the cart with everyone else. Leon and Craig, as you're traveling along, it's very quiet. Just hear the clop of the Lucy's hooves. And every now and then you hear people from the car, like you hear Gerardus asking, Why are we on a cart? And you hear stool from the spores as they shoot around the place saying, Oh, how long until we're there? You hear a lot of people starting to get tired as you travel along. But after 20 minutes, Craig, you're riding along on Lucy and Leon quickly points up to the swarm ahead. You see this golden blanket across the path and you come to realize that it's actually a swarm of creatures, bugs. You're not quite sure. They appear to have gold shells on them as they fly back and forth across the path. What is that? What are those things? I kind of pop my head out the cart and look ahead of uh, what they're saying. But I can't quite make it out. I'm just kind of gazing at it. What is that? There's no way around. Well, like, will we drive right or ride right into them? Yes, they're right across the path ahead. Well, guys, what say you? Who's got some butt spray? <laughs> um, how wide of how wide is it? So the clearing up ahead is about thirty feet wide. Uh, the path itself is roughly fifteen feet wide and the bugs mm. seem to be swarming across between two large mushrooms mm, probably feeding you want to try to see if we can path around them <clears throat> I don't think it's a coincidence that they're blocking the road yeah should we confront engage or like our only option is to drive right through them I don't think there's any way around it Want to see how they react to things? I can probably do like a major image of a creature running towards them to see if they'll attack the creature or they'll move out of its way. That could work. Okay, so I'm gonna create a. So do I have to do the major image or minor minor illusion? Uh, you let me know which one you'd like to do and what you'd like to create. Um, I want to create a dog-like creature. Nothing real too, too big. Well, average, medium size. And just kind of run towards them and then pass them. And then kind of run off into the woods and disappear. Just if they'll chase it down or if they'll attack it, how they react to it. Um... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna conjure a silent servant and have him run alongside the Zedan's. Oh, okay, perfect. Illusion. 
see if that gets any reaction. At least that way we'll know what we're, uh, we're up against. Alright, so a man is okay. walking his dog. Does the dog look like old blue? <laughs> Let me gray out my minor illusion spell. Oh, cantrip, rather. As the dog rushes forward to the swarm, the swarm moves in on the dog and let me just roll it. The swarm quickly realize the dog is not real and move through it. And as they move through it, they are stopped against this unseen servant that's passing through with the dog. And they quickly begin to swarm around the unseen servant and I know that it has one hit point. It quickly disappears. Uh, Leon would be aware that it's it's disappeared. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there's your answer, folks. They are aggressive. Um... Can everyone make me a nature check, please? So everyone roll a nature check. Um, Leon and Drazel, you have disadvantage. And we're looking for an average difficulty skill check. So that's a 15. Roll d20. Eight. Roll an eight. I rolled a 13. Well, 12 plus my nature. What? Uh, 11 total, four. actually. So, I didn't get it. I only got 13. I didn't get the fifth. Uh, I got 13. You got 13, too? Oh, crap. What'd you get, Craig? Uh, 16. Liam, what about you? 11. Leon, Zedan, and Drazel, you all stand in awe. You're trying to examine the dog and the unseen servant more than the swarm itself as you watch on. Kregor, uh, as you watch, you're examining the swarm more than the fake dog and the unseen servant. And as you watch them swarm around, um, you can see that they are attacking them. It doesn't look like they're particularly ferocious bugs. They're just uh, defending their territory, from what you can tell. And it looks like it would be quite easy to dispose of them as you look upon them. I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but these bugs kind of look like they're just protecting their territory. I don't think they're particularly vicious. We could probably get through them quite easily, I think. Okay, we'll go around them. You want to go to the left or right of them? I think we have to go straight through them, right? I don't think we can <clears> go. <throat> um, you could try to go through the forest to the left or right if you chose to, or you could pass straight through them. What do we think, guys? Uh, we can go. I kind of like the past. idea of going around them. All right. Well, I mean, we don't know what kind of bugs those are. Yeah, what kind of diseases they might have either. So let's or, just go or poisons. Slightly, yeah, we'll go slightly around them. Okay. Well, we can still see the path, but you know, just kind of. Um, you said that, that they were yeah. in between two mushrooms, right? Yeah, so there's these giant mushrooms and slightly smaller trees that are lining the path around here. And between two of the particularly large mushrooms that stretched off far into the sky and are 
glowing bioluminescent light. The swarm appears to be passing back and forth between them. Hmm. Hey, Stool, can you talk to those mushrooms up there? Yeah, oh, I can yeah. try. Oh, there you go. You see... What do they know about these bugs? Stool shoots spores out, and they glide around the mushrooms. And he stands there for a moment, and the spores come back. And then he fires spores out to you guys, and he says... Well, you know, they're kind of country bumpkins. They're kind of assholes, but they have this symbiotic relationship with the swarm where they protect them from anyone that comes nearby, and they feed the swarm. Alright. What kind well, of damage would the bug do to us? Uh, I don't know. Let me find out. He fires off spores again, and they come back, and then still fires out spores to inform you uh, they'd probably be pretty gnarly, you guys would be fine but I think like some of the softer people in the cart might not have a good time, I mean you could try and cover them with a giant blanket or something but I'm pretty sure that they get pretty fucked up uh, you know what, I got an idea guys um, could I is there room enough for me to cover them with a tiny hut as we just go around the hut. Yeah, your tiny hut is large enough to cover the back of the cart. Okay. <clears throat> okay, yeah. yeah, that would protect everybody. That would protect us. For the squishy okay. ones. That would, yeah. <laughs> I guess that would include me. Exactly. Alright, well... And what about Lucy? Yeah, because I don't think she has any armor or anything on, right? No, well, not at the moment. No. Well, we're going around the bugs anyway, right? Well, we were going to try to go through them, weren't we? I think we should try to go around it. Okay. Let's go around them. So let's go slightly to the right of the path. Go around it and we'll get back on the path. How um how far out did, does this swarm go? It looks like they just linger around the mushrooms. So you could go you could divert, you know, fifteen to twenty feet off the path and potentially get around them from what you okay. can see. But you can make a, a nature check at disadvantage if you want to examine further, or you can get someone else to make a nature check. Uh, who else has a decent nature check? Zedin? Zedin. I think you've got a pretty decent nature check because of your intelligence. Um, yeah, but I'm at a disadvantage, though. Mm, the next best person, then, would be Drazel. But he's so they... at disadvantage as well. Oh. All right, I'll give it a try. What the hell? Roll D20. Man, I make some shitty rolls today. Roll the two. Good 
I've been rolling pretty good today. I want them same good rolls if we have to fight. So what'd you Can roll, Liam? A two. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I was looking for a <laughs> a normal, like average uh, result, fifteen. Oh crap! You're unable to ascertain anything as you look around because you've moved into the twilight now. So it's not pitch black, but it is darker. It's dim light, so you're having a bit of trouble. Okay. Through this dim light, the bugs illuminate the area around them with their gold glowing shells, and the mushrooms at the side of the path provide some light as well. All right. All right. So we're going to get... Are we moving forward, right? Yeah, we're going to the right. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if we were going right or left. Yeah, we're going to go very to the right, and then once we know we've cleared the bugs, we're going to veer back to the path. Okay, so you guys are taking the entire party to the right of the path? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to make a group skill check for survival. Uh-oh. It's going right. to be hard, so it's DC 20. Uh, everyone roll. Canilla, Drazel, and Leon are at disadvantage with their survival check. Um, someone roll two dice for Canilla. And she gets a plus five. Uh, use the lowest result. We need at least three of you to pass on this hard skill check. Okay, I got so a 21 for Kregor. I got Beautiful. a nine and a 10 for her. So her highest is her lowest. Is 14. 14. So she fails. <sighs> okay, so one pass, one fail. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we're I'm going to... I'm going to roll for myself. I got a 17 plus 1, 18. Uh, oh. Yeah. oh, crap. You know what? I should have got y'all some bark inspiration. Okay, we well, can give it to me because I need it. <laughs> there you go. I go up to Liam and I uh, put my hand on his shoulder and I say, Survive. Survive <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a prayer that Liam <laughs> does well on the survival. I know. So there you go. You get to roll an extra D8. Oh, or was it a D6? Beautiful. Oh, you yeah, know what? I have two more luck points too. Okay, so yeah, man. Roll can use big. another luck point. All right. Mm. All right. Shitty. Watch him roll like a one. Roll d20. <laughs> okay. Twelve. And then roll another d8. Oh yeah, because you get like a plus six, right? Roll mm-hmm. Twelve on the first one. So eighteen total. And then it's plus your two luck points will give you 20. No, no, it doesn't work like that. The oh. luck points just give me... Um, it's a rerun, well, it just right? kind of balances out the disadvantage. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, so you got total 18, Leon? Yeah. Okay. Yes. As you guys begin to head off of the path to the right, 
you veer out about 20 feet. You have Kreger leading the way, and it looks like he's handling it pretty well. He manages to maneuver Lucy, and everyone begins following his lead. It all seems to be going very well. The cart pulls along, and it bumps a rock, and the cart shifts quickly and bounces into the side of the mushroom, the large mushroom at the side of the path, and, and bounces into it, attracting one of the groups from the swarm. They begin flying over towards you. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, oh shit. Gosh. We're not going to avoid this shit, were we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nope. Uh, I rolled a one. Roll d20. Oh, fuck. I, I got know. 13. Yeah. Well, I had to roll my bad I'm... roll at some point. <laughs> so you didn't roll for blue. Hmm? Oh, shit. I got a 10. Yeah, you're still better than me. 13 total. Liam and Drazel. Holding everyone together. <laughs> oh man. What'd you get for blues, Eden? Blue, oh let me roll for blue. Uh blue is gonna get a five. Lovely. Let me check his dexterity for you. He gets a five plus three, so you got eight. Okay. Not bad. Uh, someone roll for Canilla. So roll me a d20. And she gets a plus five. Uh, ten. A total 15? Uh, no, total. Or five plus five, so ten. Oh, man. You guys yeah, we're doing very badly. <laughs> We wasted our good rolls on songs. I wasted them on that 20 on a song. I'm tired of ready to roll. It's giving me <laughs> Um And someone roll for Envrin, the half-elf boy in the cart. Oh, my uh, apprentice. Uh, what do we add to that? Zero. He's, he's okay. just got basic abilities. I got a 15. I don't know if... You guys want to try to roll again or go for that? That's good. Um, that's actually the best roll out of your entire party. <laughs> <laughs> He's more spry than the rest of us. He hasn't seen some shit like we have. Absolutely. Okay, let me uh, get the stats from my swarm. Okay. Excellent. As the cart bumps into the mushroom and the swarm begins to come, the party rush towards the swarm as the mercenaries attempt to pull the cart out of harm's way and begin travelling forward. As they begin travelling forward, Envrin stands up on the back of the cart, ready to knot an arrow and fire it. And meanwhile, Stool fires out spores from the back of the cart. Um, Drazel is still pretty injured because he didn't get any rest uh, he has 12 points of damage from the last fight so Drazel roll me 1d8 please I got 3 
excellent. As Stool shoots spores out from the back of the car, they begin to fly around Drazel, and as you breathe them in, you begin to heal up some of the wounds on your body under your scales. Unfortunately, as this happens, a swarm comes in. I'm going to roll to see who they attack. Oh, there they get multi-attack. No, they just get one. Did you create the tiny hut? Anyone? Uh, I think I did. Who was all in there? Um, who would all be oh, in that? But everyone was that was in the cart, right? Because you created yeah. it in the cart. So just the the whoever was in the cart. The, the, the old man, the boy. Oh, so you yeah. did create the tiny hut. Mm hmm. Okay, in that case, Drazel, you don't get three hit points back. Uh, still wouldn't be able to do that. So you're back to having 12 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, Envrin can't okay. participate in combat as he's in there as well. Um, well, I, I came out I came out as soon as I the bump, so I'm out of the, the hut with you guys. Well, I assume that the party are all out, like Canilla and Drazel. Um, yeah, yeah, all out. the bump. But, uh, Stool and Ember might be able to take part. As the swarm come towards you, let's see who they attack. They're going to attack Canilla. They rolled a six for their attack roll. As the swarm fly around Canilla, she braces down into a protective stance and manages to fend off their attacks. We come to Drazel's turn. Drazel, what would you like to do? Keep in mind, everyone, that the swarm are around Canilla. They occupy the same space as her. Okay. Uh, are there any near me? They're just all around Canilla. The the swarm that came towards your party are all around Canilla oh, hey, at the moment. I'm in my dungeon session. Zeden, can you mute your mic for us, please? I am going to go. Vanilla, how far am I away from? Sorry, can you repeat that? How far am I away from Vanilla? Uh, you'd be in the immediate proximity, so you'd be within range to move to her. Okay, I'm gonna move to her and uh, try and like, like get some of those the bugs away from and uh, attack. Okay, what are you attacking with? Uh, my longsword. Okay, roll to hit. How big are those things? The swarm occupy uh, a medium-sized space, so uh, they're less than 10 feet uh, in diameter. But the actual insects themselves, um, mm -hmm. they would be slightly smaller than a fist. They're pretty big. Okay. I got a seven. Seven. Okay, roll some damage. You serious? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then... So that'd be eight damage. As you leap forward and swing your longsword into the swarm of insects, your sword misses all of the insects and cuts across Canilla, leaving a gash on her side, oh, dealing her eight points of damage. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything then, else you'd like to do on your turn? 
I am going to use my uh, breath weapon and breathe ice on the. Okay, so I've got to roll a save. Let me get my stat block up. I rolled a 13. No, has you 14. Okay, roll some damage. Let me roll on for Canilla. Can someone roll a save for Canilla? So roll a d20 and add two. Uh, 21. Beautiful. Canilla's only going to take half damage. We all start rolling with Siri instead of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing good with your rolls. You should continue rolling for Camilla. That'd be 11 damage. 11, okay. So Swarm take 11 damage. Yes. And Camilla takes half of that, so... Describe to us, you breathe in your, your ice into this uh, swarm, Drazel. I just uh, breathe all around to, to all the bugs and try and get away from vanilla. As you coat the swarm, you seem to take out quite a few of them. Um, you see a lot of them fall to the ground dead from the ice as it crushes them, begins to freeze them and, and collapse there gold shells around them. Canilla braces herself and manages to avoid most of the damage from the ice breath, but unfortunately she takes some damage from it. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Drazel? <clears throat> uh, other than apologize to Canilla. <laughs> it's a very heartfelt apology. Canilla accepts. <laughs> she knows you're trying to save <laughs> Leon. trying to help. It's your turn. What would you like to do? Oh, let's see. Um, I'm just going to launch some magic missiles. Okay, then. Yeah. Roll some damage. Roll. Let's see. That's a D, uh, D4, right? Roll D4. Yeah. Roll D4. Roll D4. Two, two, and three. Plus three, right? Yeah, two, two, and three. Seven, and then you get plus one to each attack, so that's an additional three, so that's ten damage. Is that right? Three, seven, eight, yes. Excellent. Using the unbalanced rule of magic missiles in Dungeons and Dragons, Leon deals damage to the insects automatically and completely misses Canilla. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> magic missiles. Leon, as you launch the magic missiles uh, as you normally would, they come out with a black energy and aura around them as they fly from you. They explode into the insects and deal 10 necrotic damage to them. Um, there's barely any insects left. Most of them have fallen to the ground. That's interesting. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to do this turn? 
Um, no, other than just make a mental note about that necrotic damage. Yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Leon would know that. Like, the insects are like, ah, it's necrotic damage. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's <the> necrotic damage. <laughs> I guess he would just note the black aura that you mentioned. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll come to Canilla's turn. Um, what do you guys think Canilla would do in this situation? Oh, man. Um, uh, Canilla, she would... Probably put a well, hunter's mark on the bug, wouldn't she? Yeah, I could see her doing that one. She's going to aim better at them. Um, or would she disengage from them since they're... No, her... yeah, she would never disengage. <laughs> well, let me think. I mean, to, to I mean, attack. I can see her doing it and moving... Away. Yeah, like Maybe moving back. Is it, and, yeah. Yeah, like moving for cover and then arming her bow. Um, or and she would probably take advantage of a of um the bonus act her bonus action. Yeah, I like this. Yes. What would Canilla do? Moment. She'd probably swear at them. Like call them. No, I think she would try dogs. to. Uh, Attack while she ran. If she got a, yeah. If she has a bonus action. Okay, she she does have a bow though, right? But she has claw. Well, she's in wolf form too right now, so she has claws. She could. Oh, okay. Swipe at him while she's running. Okay, yeah, she we'll has the claw attack, bite attack. She has a mace, a spear, and a longbow. Okay. Well, she's in wolf form, so we'll do a swipe. She'll do a swipe at them. Okay, let me just grab the uh, stats for that real quick. Because that'd be a natural thing. If I'm surrounded by bugs, I'd take a swipe at them, too. She'd probably try to eat one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you can make a claw attack and a bite attack. So both okay. of those, you roll a d20 and add four. Have at it, Dang. Dang. Jesse. <laughs> well, you do right. be honest, Jesse. Okay. Yeah. Roll d20. Oh, an 11 for one of them. Okay. And roll d20. Uh, 22 for the second. Excellent. Canilla gnashes at the bugs with her sharp teeth from her half wolf form and swipes at them with their claws. The swipe from the claws manages to hit the last couple, drop them to the floor. They have one hit point left, so you don't need to roll any damage there. Um, you guys come out of combat as all of the swarm lay on the floor, and it looks like the mercenaries in that short time have managed to pull the cart round to the other side and out of danger. Okay. Can I... Uh... You know we're out of combat. Can I do a, do I form a cure wound on my healing... Uh, like the whatever healing wound to uh, Drazor. Absolutely. Okay, so cure wounds to one d eight plus my spell casting ability, which I guess my modifier is plus two on my dexterity. Uh, it'd be your charisma. Charisma. Maybe even higher. Damn. Discord kicked me out again. Okay, so it's <laughs> 1d8 plus 4, Drezor. Do I roll or does he roll? It's up to you guys. 
Who's feeling lucky, Drezor? Me or you? I like you do it. My <laughs> roll's been shit today. Okay, well, I roll a D8, right? I rolled a six. Six plus four is ten. So, ten more hit points to you. Beautiful, Drazel. You're only missing two hit points now. Thank I will need some healing too. All right. Let me, do, uh, let me see. Let me let me block out that spell real quick, and then I can use my other healing spell for. I can do a lay on hands on somebody too. Oh, okay. Here Good comes Craig who just wanted to touch people all the time. Let Robin know next time she got manhandled. I did not say he was going to manhandle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who are you using lay on hands with, Craig? Well, I will make the sign of tear over Canilla, so that I do not lay my hands on her. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Canilla's missing 19 hit points. How many would you like to heal? Um, you, you have five times your. Yeah, power. I was just looking at five times my Paladin level, so. Um, I'll heal them all. Excellent. Canilla, as you. And I want to note in this recording that I did not touch them. There you go. <laughs> we don't want a, a Me Too moment in our D&D campaign. No, oh, I figure it's not about ruining Me Too. As Gregor makes the sign of tear above Canilla, you can see the wounds from Drazel. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly fire wounds. Yeah. As the bugs lay on the ground and you guys begin recovering each other and prepare to catch up with the cart. Canilla grabs a bunch of the bugs off the floor, grabs the gold shells off the back of them. Um, can someone make me a nature check for Canilla? So roll a d20 and add a d20 and add three. You know what, I'll do it. Okay. I got my app open. I'm just letting it be known here that I've oh. officially abandoned ready to roll. <laughs> I hate oh, that I, I... You know what? I got a nat 20, so 23. Beautiful. Wow. Nice. Why couldn't I get that for myself, though? That's ridiculous. I think that's how it always happens. When we roll for somebody uh, else, it's always good. When we roll for ourselves, No, it but I'm saying, happens. like, I, 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 I did a song for her, roll a 20... And then now I rolled this nature roll and got another 20. So it's just like. It must be the canilla effect. <laughs> I know. She's always getting good rolls. I know. <laughs> hmm? uh, not too long. As you guys begin catching up with the cart, canilla collects 23 gold shells from the swarm and pack, packs them into wow. her bag. Uh, it looks like they could be of some value as uh, you guys catch up with the cart. Um, do you guys want to so. do anything before you begin traveling again? Uh, everybody good to go? Healed up? I'm good. 
Yeah, let's go. We'll advance forward. Excellent. You all begin traveling forward again through the Feywild in the twilight. There's dim light here as the trail is illuminated around you with the bioluminescent mushrooms and a few stars in the sky. And Zeeva's crackling microphone. Oh, is it crackling? Oh, that's yeah. not um, you guys continue traveling forwards. Uh, Zeden's able to see with his dark vision, so dim light becomes average light. But for the rest of you, it is it is pretty dim despite these bioluminescent mushrooms around you. After a few hours, Leon and Kreger, roll me a perception check. Leon, you've got disadvantage here because you're unaware that you're making this check. <laughs> <laughs> roll d20. Fuck. Let's see what was what is my first? I think it's only like one. I got a fifteen. Beautiful. Oh, okay. It's a little bit higher than I thought. Um, four. Okay. This was an easy skill check, so that's a difficulty of ten. So Leon, you're unaware of every anything as you're traveling forward, but Kreger, you quickly notice a rumbling you can you're used to feeling things through lucy as you travel along and you feel the slight vibration and you can see that lucy's a little distressed as you travel along that something is ahead i will try to pat her console her any way i can as we're traveling I'm hearing a rumbling. I don't know if any of you guys hear that, but Lucy's pretty distressed about something we're going to be coming up on. Okay. What about Blue? Does he sense anything? Make me a perception check, Zayden. All right. Let's see here. Um, do I do my my advantage? Uh, Blue gets a plus three. Plus three. Okay. 13 plus 3 is 16, so 16. Excellent. We were looking for a 10. As Kreger warns you and you look towards Blue, you can see that Blue has stopped still and is staring ahead as if he can sense something. Okay. Uh, well, they sense something up ahead. Uh, can we send Kaneda to check it out in stealth or... Do I sense anything with divine sense? No, you're not able to sense anything evil ahead. Um, just seems like uh, the normal amount of. That would be my next question too. The normal amount of input around you. Of it's very mixed in the Feywild. It's difficult for you to read anything unless something evil was within a very close proximity of you. But you're oh, definitely okay. not able to sense anything strong ahead. Mm. Okay. Okay, I should just move forward just cautiously. Yeah. We'll just kind of pace out cautiously. I mean, the the ones that are protected are in the hut anyway, so I don't know how long the hut will last. Yeah, it lasts for eight hours. Okay. It's only been a, a few hours. 
as you travel along for another 20 minutes through the twilight of the Feywild, the rumbling intensifies. And as you get closer with your now alert perception and passive perception, you're able to determine that it sounds like something very large and heavy walking towards you from the way that there's a rumble and then a pause and then another rumble and it seems to be in the same rhythm and, and uh, motion as you move towards it I let the men know to ready their arms okay what would you like to do guys We just keep going forward. Right? Just stay frosty. Okay. As you continue and the rumbling intensifies, you see something off in the distance in the darkness. And um, as you approach... They, you see a very large tree walking towards you, taking steps as it boom, 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 walks towards you down the road. It seems to be about 20 feet tall. It's very large, walking down the path directly towards your caravan. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, I want to Oh, are we taking initiatives or no? Uh, will you guys tell me what you'd like to do? I kind of want to fire a warning shot at him. Not like to at him, but towards like where he's walking. See how he... If he's going to step on my arrow and keep walking or is he going to stop? So kind of like a, just like a warning shot kind of thing. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. Okay. Shit. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use my short bow. Plus five. Okay. So I'll just roll a d20 on that. Yep. 13 plus five. 18. Okay. You manage to land an arrow directly in front of the large moving tree, exactly where you intended it to land. An arrow lays in the path in front of the giant shambling tree as it walks towards you. And Zedan, <coughs> it stamps on your arrow and snaps it in two and continues to travel towards you at a slow pace, slowly gaining ground on your caravan that's traveling along. Uh, maybe we should just move out of its way. Yeah, I agree if that's possible. Yeah, cause maybe it's not trying to attack us. Yeah, maybe avoid it. Yeah, it's possible for you guys to move the car and everyone off of the path and out <clears> of <throat> the giant tree's way if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah. I'd say we try that. Okay. As you move everyone out of the way, 
The giant tree stamps towards you. Boom. 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 And it continues past you, down the path, and away from your party. I'm glad we didn't have to fight that thing. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that's pretty big. It would have definitely messed us up. All right, let's get back on the path. You pull the cart back onto the path and not slow down much. Craiger and Leon take the head of the party again. Everyone continues traveling along, happy in Zedan's tiny hut on the back of the cart. The rest of them with Drazel walking along uh, between the cart and between Craiger and Leon. Um, Craiger and Leon, as you're traveling along, you travel for another 40 minutes and you see what looks like someone laying at the side of the road ahead. Hey, Craiger, take a look at that. Uh, Craiger looks. What do you think? Uh, what is it again? It, mine was breaking up a little bit. It looks like someone's laying at the side of the road about uh, 200 feet ahead. It looks like a body. Um, I don't know if it's just the paranoid me of this area, but I don't know. Do we check them or do we avoid? Because with our luck, they would probably try to attack us. <laughs> Well, I guess we kind of do have to check them out, though. Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of have to check out the bodies. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, we can just go up next to him or her. Okay. Have everyone just kind of stop for a moment. Describe to us how you approach Liam. Do you approach on Lucy with Crager or on foot? How would you like to do it? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Lucy. Okay, as you guys come up next to this person laying next to the path, you realize quickly as you get closer that it's a decaying body laying at the side of the path. You can see that it has a sword and a pack with it with a few things in, but it looks pretty heavily decayed at this point. Looks like he's been <clears throat> here a while now. Mm. Um, does it look like it's uh, cursed you can roll an arcana check to see if there's any kind of magical trap or seal around it uh, roll that with disadvantage where did I put my mm. oh here it is Roll D20. 12. Um, this is an easy check, so I only need a 10. So if you rolled a 12, oh, okay. then, then you'll be good. As Leon begins to examine it, describe to us how Leon would make a magical check against something to see if there's a, a seal or a trap on it. Um, so... Uh, he um 
he puts out his hand, um, points two fingers at it, closes his eyes, and just kind of traces the outline of the body. As you do this, you're not able to detect anything on the body, but you do get the sense of some kind of magical seal um, on something within the pack of the decayed body. Okay. But I don't sense any curse, though. Nothing curse-like uh, on, on the body, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to check something, Krager. Liam dismounts the horse and um and uh kind of searches the the body and the the I guess what did you say he had a little pack yeah like a backpack okay so he uh, searches through that okay as you open the pack from the decayed body the smell hits you the decayed body was bad enough but now you've got these decaying rations in the backpack and the smell of it hits you as you open it up it's pretty bad um, make us a constitution saving throw Liam roll d20 it's going to be normal so 15 what's my constitution oh okay 18 total lovely Liam, as you breathe in the smell of these decaying rations and the dead body that's been laying there for a very long time, you can feel your breakfast trying to come back up, but you're ma- you manage to quell it and stop it from making a reappearance in front of Craigor on the ground. You pull things from the pack and begin to look through it. You can see that he has a sword on the ground next to him. Uh, you collect a plus one longsword. Um, you also find a sealed scroll case. So it's like a, a scroll case with a cap on it. What's that? Okay, can I... Uh, I'll try to open it. You're unable to open it. Okay. Um... Leon would note from his arcana check and his magical knowledge that there's no immediate lock on it. It's definitely something magical keeping the scroll case sealed. <clears throat> um, okay, I want to th- th- try uh, an inspection on it. A, ma- a magic inspection. Okay, yeah, you can make another arcana check at disadvantage. Uh, well, this is not just. Uh, I'm not talking about it on a standard arcana. Um, I want to see. Am I calling it correct? The correct thing. Um, detect magic, or well, I have detect magic, and I have. Is it called inspect magic? Let's see real quick. <clears throat> find anything on the bodies? Oh, identify. Identify magic. Yeah, you can yes. use that. There appears to be a magical seal on this scroll case. And you're able to identify that it could potentially be opened by a knock spell or a dispel magic spell. 
Okay. What's a knock spell? It's where you're able to uh, knock on a door entranceway and gain access to something. Oh, that's right. Okay. Good to know. Well, um, I can't open this at the moment. It's sealed with magic. Not anything I can... I don't have anything in my magical inventory that I could open this. But, um... I'll hold on to it. I have a sword here. I motion it to Krager. Maybe the boy would like a long sword. Yeah, maybe he would. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I kind of glance over to the cart. Is the cart near us? Uh, you guys let me know where you would have left the cart when coming to inspect the body. I think we were probably walking a fair distance, maybe, what, 10, <clears throat> 10, 15 feet ahead of the caravan? Uh, I will dismount. I'll come over and pick up the sword and try to gesture to get Enron's attention to ask if he would want it. If you guys are ahead of the party investigating something... You would absolutely have Enrin's attention for every second you're doing anything as uh, he wants to be just like you guys. Um, as you gesture to him, he leaps from the tiny hut on the back of the cart and rushes towards you and asks, oh, well, what can I do for you, uh, Sir Kreger? Would you like... You don't have to call me, sir. Would you like this one? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, be careful with it. Don't stick yourself, and if we get time, I'll definitely give you lessons on it. Thank you. You've never seen someone's eyes so wide as he looks at the long sword in his hands <clears throat> and admires it, and he swings it a few times and then begins to rush back to the cart, probably to show everyone what he got. Can I do a medicine check on the body to see maybe if I can determine what killed him? Absolutely, yeah. Roll a medicine check with disadvantage. Roll d20. D. 19. Oh, let's see. What's my medicine? Um... As we're standing there and Liam is... 25. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you guys give the boy another long sword? Yeah. Oh, another long sword? I I gave him mine. I gave oh, him that's mine right. When... Oh, yours was a long sword? Yeah. Oh, okay. I gave him mine when I got those other two. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Maybe he can learn to fight with two swords. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> He'd be a pretty badass. <laughs> I just want to say a prayer over the body just to guide it to the afterlife depending on how long it's... I mean, I know it's been there a while, but... Yeah. Just kind of say last rites over it. I got a 25 total. Excellent. Liam, you're able to determine that there are no wounds on this body, and this was a hard skill check of 20, but you got much higher than that. You're even able to 
determined that this person starved to death. You can tell from the way that it's uh, broken down and decayed, and despite having decayed rations in its pack, this person somehow starved to death at the side of the road. Craig, can you oh. make me a religion check? Uh, sure. It's going to be easy for you. That's a 10. Uh, 14. As you make a prayer over the body, despite being in the Feywild away from your regular plane of existence, you still get a feeling and a glow from Tyr himself over this body, reassuring you that he'll be guided into the next life. When I was rolling that series, he first tried to tell me that I had no one in my contacts named Roll D20. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liam's eye, uh, eyebrows furrow um, with, uh, with the realization, and uh, this is a bit of a concern. Krager, um, this man died of starvation but he has all that food there I mean what kind of tricks does this place play on your mind I feel like that's even more reason for us to make haste with the whole caravan getting out of here yeah yeah can you imagine I he forgot to eat well looking at our friend over there who's forgotten pretty much everything I guess I don't want to imagine it, but I can kind of imagine. That's just, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. All right, well, there's nothing more else to see here. Nothing to see, move along. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of care. <laughs> Do you guys just shout back to the caravan? It's a dead guy. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I will shout back to the caravan. I'll say, looks like this man died of starvation, even though he had a full, what I'm assuming is a full pack of rations. So we need to spend as little time here as possible. We don't want to forget to eat. Make me a charisma check, Kreger. It's going to be average difficulty of 15. But you're a paladin. You'll be okay. Is that just with the modifier or with the save? That's the modifier. Uh, just the right? modifier, yeah. Okay. So I think it's a plus one. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, 15. Oh, right on the money, man. You got a 15, which was the difficulty. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> as you tell people... Um, Given the circumstances, it could cause a lot of fear in the party. But you say it in such a matter-of-fact and reassuring way that people feel like you're going to guide them through this anyway, and they just take the information on board as you give it. Well, thank you for that, Craig. I kind of turn to Liam and say, I, I hope I don't... I hope these people's faith in me in particular isn't... Uh, Overblown, but let's see what we can do. Hmm. Uh, let's get moving. I will mount back up on Lucy and help Liam up. 
Liam grabs onto your stump. <laughs> yeah, I always lead with the stump. There's no filling in it. <laughs> you climb back up onto the horse, Liam, and pie. You begin to travel forward. The traveling for the day is feels like it's beginning to reach its conclusion as everyone begins to get a little tired but as you guys travel forward another 40 minutes you see a familiar sight ahead you see the familiar glimmering blanket of gold across the path between two different but very similar mushrooms to the ones you saw earlier and the almost identical swarm of insects floating between them as you travel ahead oh wonderful uh, I don't. I think everyone is going to be a bit wary of another battle with a swarm of bugs. I'd say we should definitely try to go around it again. Agreed. Maybe this time we'll do better with our saves. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when we go around these things, I always feel like I'm rolling dice in my head. (laughs) (laughs) You too. Damn Feywild. (laughs) I know. Okay, everyone, if we're traveling around again, I'm going to need survival checks from everyone. Uh, Leon and Drazel have disadvantage. Canilla has disadvantage. Whoever rolls for her, and she gets a plus five. Um, this is going to be average difficulty because you've done it once before so we'll say you've learned a little bit so we're going to have a difficulty of 15 hey Jim uh, yes sir would I be able to use my luck stone and just roll regular yeah absolutely All right, I'll go ahead and do that hopefully that'll be better I got a 17 for Craigor lovely okay. I got a Two for Canilla. I wrote a two first. Oh, I'm going to give that one to her. <laughs> I got 11. Okay. And I have one more luck point. I'm going to use that. I'm going to roll for myself now. I wrote a 10, 11. I got an 11. Roll D20. Four. Come on. Roll D20. Roll D20. You just knew it five seconds ago. <laughs> All right. Second time. Got a 20. Not 20. You guys are able to successfully guide the car around based on your previous experience with one of these swarms. But unfortunately, one of the swarms is drawn towards you again. Everyone roll oh. initiative. Yes. Another swarm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I got a. I rolled a natural 16 plus. Let me check my constitution. I got 12. Okay. Well, my constitution is. Uh, uh, Dex- dexterity, it will be your, for your initiative. It's two. Two? Okay. So, what was your total there, Zedan? I rolled four total. Oh, man. Uh, 
18. 18, excellent, okay. Someone roll for Canilla. She gets a plus five. Uh, 18 for Canilla. Excellent. I think she gets to roll at advantage as well, but we'll assume that it's a disadvantage and so just a normal roll. Craiger, how'd you get on? Uh, 17. Beautiful. Liam got a four. Drazel got 12. And Zedan, roll for blue. Okay. Gets a plus three. Yes. He got a 14, 17. Excellent. And let me get these swarm stats. As you guys begin leading your cart forward past this swarm and around it, you manage to get quite a ways, but then one of the flocks of this swarm managed to uh, see you trying to get around the mushroom and think you're trying to hurt it and begins racing towards you as you signal the cart to go forward and the mercenaries to pull it. You all rush towards the swarm that's coming towards you. Uh, Canilla will be up first. What would you guys like to do with Canilla? Mm. Want to do the claw bite thing again? We'll say the claw, the bite claw combo. Okay. Yeah. Someone roll uh, to hit for both. So that's plus four for both of them. Uh, see Jesse do that roll there. All right, let's see here. Uh, 16 for the first. Lovely. Roll D20. And 21 for the second. Or 20 for the second, right? Second now. Okay, so for the damage for both attacks, Canilla manages to bite and swipe at the swarm standing next to it, not in it this time. She manages to deal damage with both her vicious teeth and huge claws. Uh, Jesse, roll me 3d6. Um, let's see. Total of 14 damage. 14 plus you get to add 4. So that's 18 damage. 18. Nice. Nice damage. Canilla manages to drop most of the swarm as she begins snarling and clawing at them, angry at what the swarm did to her earlier, of course, as she brutally attacks them. Zedan, we come to your turn. What would you like to do to this swarm? I'm going to use... um... I guess I'll do some fire damage to them. Uh... Wait, let me see. I'm going to use my fiery fire. Fairy fire. Okay, absolutely. Oh, fairy fire, yeah. Fiery fire sounds cooler. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> fairy fire. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use that. So I'm just going to light. I'm going to take an arrow, light it on fire, and begin the roll. Let me just look up the spell real quick. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I'll see how it works. There's our neighbors, someone's cutting wood, and it sounds like a dentist drill with this. Every mm. time we're as we're rolling for initiative, I hear the dentist drill sound in my back in the background. Oh, I mean it's actually a saw, but it just sounds like one of those dentist drills. Come on, phone. I didn't say D and F, I said D and D. So the fairy fire will outline the swarm and um, it will give anyone attacking it advantage. Okay. So this will help Kreger, um, Drazen Leon, uh, as they're in dim light. Um, I have to make a dexterity saving throw for the swarm. Um, your spell casting ability. Um, let's figure out what that would be. Uh, it says it's on my sheet. Uh, hold on. Speed. Uh, efficiency. Hit uh, I think it would be a 14. Or 17. Uh, See is. Uh, what's a spell attack? Oh, spell uh, dice. Fifteen. That's fifteen. Spell 15. DC. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I needed. Okay, fifteen. Great. Let me roll against that. Okay, I rolled a two and get a plus one for a three. So Zedan, <laughs> describe to us how you cast fairy fire. Okay, so I take out my uh, bow, I mean my bow and arrow, and I set the arrow on fire, and then I shoot it towards the swarm. Lighting up, and there's a fiery light under them, giving everybody a clear vision of them. The swarm are illuminated. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turns, Eden? Uh, I can do. Can I? I guess throw a bow. bow at, uh, shoot, shoot one of them. Can I shoot them, or was that my turn? Fairy fire, a action, bonus action. It's just a cantrip. I want to say. Hold on. Wait, no, that's a level one spell. Yeah, it counts as one action. So you have a bonus oh. action left. Okay. Uh, I think healing is my one of my bonus actions. Does anybody need healing? Mm-mm. I'm just gonna. No, I'm good. I'm good on my turn. I'm good. You can always give Bardic Inspiration as a bonus action. Oh, that's right. Let me give Bardic Inspiration to Lee. <clears throat> Liam, uh, it sounds like Zedan's seen him with a baby, so I won't ask him how he, how he inspires you, but you're feeling very inspired, Liam. Okay. <laughs> Even though you... You can do it! <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've got a four for your initiative. Um, Zedan, uh, oh no, so, yeah, Zedan, we have Blue up next, um... Would you like blue to attack the swarm? Yeah, I'm gonna 
command him to go and attack them, and I'll, I'll roll for him. Roll d20 or what? Yep. Roll a d20 and add three. Blue blinks out of existence in front of all of you and reappears again in the blink of an eye next to the swarm. Oh, that's awesome. Any other 19. Okay, that hits. So, Zedan, roll us uh, 1d6 for your damage. Alright, 1d6. Here, girl, you hit them. There you go. Oh, he rolled a 1. Okay. A 1 plus a 1, so that's 2. Okay. Blue appears again next to the swarm and bites at it and um, manages to swallow one of the bugs. Kreger, <laughs> we come to your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, for my bonus action, I want to cast Shield of Faith on Liam to give the Squishy Wizard plus two to his AC. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I just looked and saw I never had that spell. Or I never used that spell, and I'm like, I might as well. <laughs> and I want to try to attack the swarm with my giant sword. Absolutely. Roll to hit. Oh, you have a giant sword again? Uh, that's what I've always had. Oh. Yeah, it gave him uh, extra damage against those giant minotaurs. Hmm. You uh, no, I'm thinking of a different sword you had. What did you have in the very beginning? You had a broadsword? Or, or... I did. You're, I had I had something, and then it was a... when we leveled up, I switched to a great sword, or a giant sword. Maybe I had a great sword first. That was it, because you had to use two hands, I remembered. Um, and then when you lost your hand, you couldn't use it anymore. Yeah, I think this one I can use one or two-handed, depending on if I have a extra hand or not. <laughs> so, 15 to hit. That hits. Roll some damage. Um, shit. Well, that's something. Five damage. Good thing I have a plus four. It would have only been one. Kreger, as you swing your sword at the swarm, it's very difficult for you to hit many of them. You realize that both Canilla and Blue, although oh, no. ferocious in their attack, they haven't actually done that much damage to the swarm. You, you feel like any slashing, piercing, bludgeoning damage against a swarm of insects will be ineffective and will only do half as much damage as intended. So you unfortunately do three damage instead of five. And uh, you realize that Canilla and Blue have also been doing half damage. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, no, that's it. But Krager feels very inadequate because the sword is pretty... And Javelin are pretty much the only thing he <laughs> offensive he has. <laughs> you get an extra attack... Um, as well. Yeah, I do, but I well, all right. I'll I will attack with the sword again. I have an idea. Okay. I know what you're gonna do. Uh, twenty-one to hit. That definitely hits. <laughs> I need to check. Going on six. No worries. I think I know what you're... I'm going to cast um, Burning Smite on it. 
Okay. So that gives you extra radiant damage. It says radiant damage. Yeah. So that the regular damage would be at 11. Oh, I'm sorry, what's that? Two, 2d8. Okay, so what, what's the regular damage before the... Uh, the, the regular is 11. Okay, so round that down to 6. And the radiant is 5. Craiger, describe to us how you finish off this swarm of insects with your branding smite. Uh, the A blood reddish light illuminates from my sword and shoots out in an energy blast think he-man that um vaporizes <laughs> the swarm and leaves nothing behind but the shells awesome they and you said you couldn't do anything i yeah i did say that and then i looked like, wait maybe this will help <laughs> the baby's like looking at the headset listening to you guys talking what are they talking about <laughs> nerds yeah <laughs> she's like i don't know what this word means but Y'all are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> As Kreger valiantly finishes off this swarm of insects, illuminating a giant glowing light in the dimness of the twilight, the swarm falls to the floor. Canilla quickly grabs a bunch of their shells again. Can someone make me a nature check at disadvantage? I'll do it. So, uh, roll a d20 at disadvantage, and you're going to be adding... Roll d20. So, Jim, what did you think I was going to do? Because you said I know what you're going to do. I thought you were going to do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you remember my sheet better than I do. Like, in the name of your bug lord, I <laughs> yeah, that was more like That was more like Lion-O. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was. Lot. I guess he man didn't shoot anything from a sword, did he? Yeah. I nah. He usually just threw his sword. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess well, I when he raised it up, things went into his sword. <laughs> Lightning and whatever that oral was. That was so we'll 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 uh, retroactively say I'm Lino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Beam went out of his sword to do the tiger thing where he turned that cat into the battle cat. Hmm. Well, it was 13 total. Excellent. Okay. Canilla grabs up 13 gold shells from the ground and rushes off behind you guys as you get back to the path and the pie to continue to travel along. As you guys begin to travel along, uh, Canilla quickly catches up with you and asks that the party stop. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm watching. <laughs> 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 He's got Blue crying in the background. <laughs> um, we'll say it was that lady's. Uh, oh, we dropped those two off already. Never mind. <laughs> it's the cries of the swarm. As uh, as Canilla stands there, she opens her bag to you guys and says, I think you should see this. As you look into the bag, Canilla collected 23 gold shells the first time and 
collected 13 this time. That would give her 36 gold shells. But as you look into her backpack, you can see that there's over 150 at least. In oh, her wow. Whoa. Whoa. So they multiply then? I kind of look at her and say, how did that work? Hold on a second. Let me let me have a look at that. I'm going to do a arcana check on them. Okay, go for it. Roll an arcana check at disadvantage. Roll d20. Eight. Eight. Oh, wait. What's my... What is my arcana? It's going to be easy, so you need a 10. I think I think you'll get it. Yeah, because your arcana should be kind of up there, right? Oh, you know what? He didn't use his bardic inspiration, did he? No, he didn't. You did not use your bardic inspiration. Just roll another d8. Well, your arcana's a plus six, so... Oh, okay. Well, you don't even need yeah. my point. <laughs> save it. Just save it. <laughs> you made it. Man. You, you passed. You made oh, okay. it. The bardic inspiration lasts ten minutes. So, in the, in the oh, next man. five minutes or so, <laughs> figure yeah, out. Just find, find, figure out whether you want to use it again, man. Just point to something. And say, I want to use this for that. <laughs> so it don't go to waste. Okay. So Leon, that's what. Uh, as you examine the shells and try to get a sense of them. You don't get any magical feeling from them. Can everyone roll me a wisdom saving throw, please? Uh oh. Okay. This is going to be average, which is 15. My wisdom is, well, just a plus one. I'm pretty dumb. Bad liar. Let me see. Uh, 24. Not 20. Woo! My rolls are good today. <laughs> roll D20. You know what? I got a nine. I rolled it. I rolled a nat one. <laughs> roll D20. So you're rolling with the rest of 2020 then? <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, my no idea what's low. going on. My wisdom's low naturally anyway, so it just kind of makes sense. Just makes sense. Drazel, how did you get on? I got a nine. Oh. Leon, how you doing? Um. Where the hell is it? Oh, there it goes. Oh. What number do I add to wisdom? Um, your wisdom save. So. Is that six? Let me let me have a look. I'm not sure which of these three numbers. Yes, because you're to. proficient, so it'd be plus six. Okay. So fourteen. Just shy. Mm. We'll start with Liam. Liam, describe to us on an average day how Liam keeps his hair. Or facial hair uh, on his head. How, how does Liam look on an average day? <laughs> um, well, his hair is kind of long. 
um, like uh, a little below his shoulder. So, yeah, got, got okay. a little bit of hair in his face. Zeden, give us a brief description of your your hair and facial hair. How you how you look on an average day. Well, Liam, look on the bright side. Whatever's going to happen to you is going to happen to you as a team. <laughs> how, how are you wait, looking? Wait, dude? Liam, use your bardic inspiration. <laughs> Save yourself. Okay. Zayden's uh, <laughs> up, so I'll make, I'll make up there. Drazel. Oh, sorry, Zayden, go ahead. Describe, describe your hairstyle and beard to us. Uh, whatever's going to happen to me, I kind of look at Liam and yell, save yourself. And then I, whatever <laughs> you're about to do to us, DM. Okay. Drazel. Um, Drazel doesn't have hair, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> just got scales. <laughs> His scales nope, are nice and all shiny. Scales. Nice and polished. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're already polished. I already got silvers. Yeah, man. He goes, find me. Craiger, as you look up from the bag of gold shells that seems to have multiplied magically, something washes over you. As you look around, Leon, Zeden, and Drazel and Canela all look tired. Their hair's disheveled as it would usually be relatively well taken care of. Liam and Zeden both have more facial hair than before. Drazel's scales are dirty and not as shiny as normal. Canilla looks very tired. As you look over at the cart, everyone looks exhausted. The tires of the cart, the wheels, the wooden wheels, they were cleaned off by the stable boy back at the Lion Inn. And it looks like they have thick layers of mud on them from days of travel now. Oh, something. Oh. Like so it looks like we've time has it been accelerated. Like time sped up like it, we've been here longer than we think. It's up to you. I kind of look around at everybody, look at the cart and look at everything as you were describing it and I say to the rest of the party, um, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but it looks to me like we've been here a lot longer than we think. Um, I point out the tires. I don't know, again, if they can see it, but there's so much grime on these tires, and we just had them cleaned by the stable boy. It just Everything appears to that we have been here a lot longer than we think. You all look worn out past the point of exhaustion doesn't feel like we've been here a day and a half or whatever we think it's been uh, uh, when we pass that guy with the that guy with the, the run food maybe it's not so much he forgot to eat it's maybe time sped up on him and all runs couldn't eat that would make sense that doesn't explain though why there's more of those golden shells in there though no. It's the Feywild. No wonder. No telling what's going to happen here. 
crazy. If that's true, maybe. Sorry, Dryzo. Wait, so so did did all this happen like right? Um, I mean, did we see this all happen right before us, or? Yeah, or this? Yeah, it was there a lead up to this moment, or just happened upon seeing the gold. As Craigor explains this to you, you all become aware of the reality of your surroundings upon what he describes to you, and Craigor. It feels like when you came to this realization, you were washed out of some kind of trance, like something something was revealed to you. Do I feel like does any do you, does everyone feel tired or do they just look that way to Craigor? Yeah, Every, everyone in the party, including you and Zedan, has gained a point of exhaustion. Oh, okay. We've definitely been here longer than we thought. I mean, I just, having noticed all this, I just feel like I'm almost awakening from a dream. Like, I'm aware more than I ever have been since we've been here. And that's where we'll leave it this week, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Knights of the Braille. If you're interested in our groups, please visit our website, knightsofthebraille.com. Whether you want to run a game, join a game, or learn how we play, our website holds a lot of answers. Join our Discord, where we have discussions and run games. Follow us on Twitter to help spread the word of accessibility in tabletop gaming. Any support you show our community is greatly appreciated. Thank you.